In this episode of The Peak's Life, Mike and Lynn talk about all things fasting. What are the benefits? What are the types of fast? How long should you fast for? And then we give our top five tips for your next fast. This is The Peak's Audio Experience. Hi and welcome back to The Peak's Life. Little bite-sized chunks of wellness wisdom to power you through your day. I'm with Lynn Fernie. My name is Mike Warren. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're talking fasting. We the are. fasting that, chat. We we're are. not doing it fast. We're doing it we're slow, <laughs> slow, fast chat. And that's because we've already done lots and lots of tips we have keto. And everybody said, we got a bunch of comments with everybody saying, ah, but what about fasting? Yes. When do I fast? How do I fast? So we thought we'd do the top five tips. There's a lot of information out there about fasting. And there a lot of people have tried fasting. So what we thought is we put together the top five tips. And this is based on the people we coach and help who usually go through the keto transition. Mm. And then on day 30 onwards, when they're fully into the keto lifestyle, we then start to implement fasting. So these tips will help those people tuning in who are thinking about going into fasting, but also those people who are going in, who are in fasting or do fasting, but maybe not getting the results that they deserve. That's it. So mm. it's super, super easy. It is. Just don't eat. Yes, uh, stop that's eating. It. Yeah, fasting's really end, easy. End of episode. <laughs> end of, we, do, we can go now, right? Yeah, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Quick episode, short, fast. short yeah. episode today. <laughs> we'll check in later. Now, is now, there some benefits to fasting? And there are lots of benefits to fasting. And to be honest, we could do a whole episode. We could probably do five episodes on, we have. on the benefits. And we probably have. We probably have. That if you're not already fasting, there are lots and lots of benefits. And I'm going to start with a couple that perhaps you haven't heard with. Yes. Uh, because lots, and I will go through them all, but, but you've heard lots and lots of benefits. First one I'm going to start with is it's a great way to break your snacking habit. Uh, yes, if you're a snacker and can't, can't survive more than a few hours without taking a bite of something, be it keto, but you, uh, it's fasting is going to stop all that. It is. Dead in its tracks. And it's probably what's going to make it really hard because mm. if you are used to eating every few mm. hours and whether you're a grazer, you know, you're always snacking, there's, there's uh, candies and lollies and biscuits and cakes around at the office and yes. you, you tend to, you know, dip your hand in the biscuit barrel every time you yes. walk past it. Um, or whether you're just one of the people who has always been told eat five to six times a day because that's going to boost your metabolism. It doesn't, mm. but it's what you were told for many years. So maybe you are used to eating frequently and you don't know how to break that. Um, or you just have that habit of you know eating frequently. Yes, when you get bored or you stop moving or you stop doing something, you start looking for food. And food can be, we always think about food as in the um, the hard food, but food could be a smoothie, it could be a, it could be a, a coffee, it could be a juice. Mm. Um, it could be something that's in liquid form, it's still a snack. It often has more calories and more stuff in it mm. than just a simple piece of food. Exactly. So yeah, if uh, so, fasting certainly stops the snacking desire and will retrain your appetite over time. It will. So mm. it's really, really great for that. So I think it's a, that's one of the big benefits that yeah. often gets overlooked and it does help to shift your palate because what what's going to happen is um, you are going to go into ketosis so if yes. you're not already in ketosis or you're one of those people who you, you know you've got that keto transition mm. symptom where you're dipping in and out of ketosis but yes. you're not getting sustained results you're not getting sustainably in ketosis so fasting will actually help you either get in and stay in or it'll help you go deeper into mm -hmm. ketosis, especially if you're looking maybe for a therapeutic benefit. You know, maybe you've got um, an autoimmune condition um, or you've got some issues that you really want to address. Fasting, giving you the deeper levels of ketosis is going to help you with any of those issues. And that's, that's often what's challenging to do 
in the first 30 days of transitioning onto keto or into another, another way of eating because you need that first 30 days to let your body settle and become comfortable with a new fuel source and a different way of eating. And then when your body's into that, then it's a good opportunity to go the next step, which is what we would recommend, which is some type of fasting. It is, um, although, you know, if I, what I will say is people who are battling significant obesity or mm. overweight and have a lot of weight to lose, they may just have to start fasting you know, immediately. And so they're going to have a challenging time, yep. but it will help them because the weight loss will be very fast. And that's the next benefit is, you know, depending on how long you fast for and how often you fast, you can get some significant weight loss. So if you've mm. got a lot of weight to lose and you really do want to accelerate your journey, again, maybe it's causing you health conditions. You might have joint pain. You might have all sorts of problems. You may be looking to reverse type 2 diabetes. Mm. Then, you know, fasting is going to be a real key for you to unlock your, you know, your health your health success. Yep. So I think, you know, weight loss, um, energy, you know, you oh, will absolutely. get a boost of energy when yes. you fast. People think that you're going to be tired and fatigued and you might find that, but a lot of people find that they do get a real burst of energy, especially in multi-day fasts and especially on your second, third, fourth and, you know, and beyond that. So mm. once you've fasted a few times um, and you've realized you're not going to get starving hungry, you can cope with it, you can do it, yep. you will get <clears> quite <throat> significant energy benefits in the yes. long term. So it really does help to boost the energy. Gives your digestive system a rest. Yay. Um, you know, because those, those poor little guys, all the, the you know, your microbiome and um, the gut lining itself, it's working constantly. It's processing food. It's always got food. Something's always got food in it. Your intestines have always got waste in them. Yes. And so actually clearing that out and giving those those guys a bit of a break to go, ah, oh, oh, you know, recovery time. Yep. Everybody else gets recovery time, but they don't seem to. Your digestion will really thank you for that because it's a bit of a reset yes. for the digestive system. It will help you burn through glucose if you are going from a carbohydrate diet and you're transitioning and you've still got some, you know, you're still eating a bit of carbs and you want to just get rid of those. You'll burn through the glucose, the glycogen, Absolutely. and again, come out the other side in, in ketosis. So it's good stuff. So fasting is good for your body. Really good. You can good. do it regularly. You can do it on an ongoing basis. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you can apply the fasting methodology. Before we get into the five tips. Before we get into the five tips, one for you know one final benefit that's got to be mentioned you'll hear a lot about it and that is you can actually improve your longevity yes because when you fast for a reasonable length of time you know usually um, for most people probably 24 to 36 hours mm. then you are going to get to a point where you've burnt through your glucose your glucose has gone low your other fuel source your ketones have come up so they've actually started to increase that you've had a crossover, you've got to the point of being um, in ketosis, your ketones are dominant, your glucose keeps dropping, your ketones keep coming up, and you reach a point we call autophagy. Yes. And in autophagy, basically, that's when we get cell renewal. So all of those half cells, the partial cells, the diseased cells, the cells that are not cells. needed, the aging cells, all of those, yes. they are cleaned out. When mm. we hit that point, they're cleaned out, and that basically makes way for the new cells to come up. It's a bit like, you know, when you burn off um, the, the old crop you've yep. harvested and you burn the crop, yep. the uh, what's left, and then that allows the new, the green shoots to come through. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like what autophagy does. It so, cleans out all the rubbish yeah. and it allows those new cells to come up and, and take the place of the, the damaged cells. So when you finish the fast, you'll be five years younger. Absolutely, and the you'll look it. beautiful and you know, all, the, all those benefits <laughs> of fasting, every time. longevity. <laughs> cool. So, Different types of fasting, just so we can put some context around this. 
just maybe give a high level of the different types of fasting, what they're called, mm. how to explain them, then we'll get into the tips around how to apply them. Yeah, so really quick overview. So the, the first one is intermittent fasting. And that's simply where we're talking about having a, a longer period of time between your meals than you might otherwise. Yep. So if you normally have, say, three meals a day and you're having, you know, perhaps a seven o'clock breakfast, a 12 o'clock lunch and a 6 p.m. Um, evening meal, what we're talking about there is just extending one of those three periods. So perhaps, you know, you have your evening meal at six o'clock and maybe you don't eat your breakfast and you go through till lunch. So you've gone from 6 p.m. through till 12 o'clock and then you <coughs> eat in that 12 yep. till 6 period. So that's time restricted eating or intermittent fasting. Safe to do every single day. That gives you a digestion or rest every day. You're probably not going to get to keto um, to autophagy. You will be in ketosis, um, but you won't get to the point where you're getting the cellular renewal. Um, you won't get the therapeutic levels of ketones, but you'll certainly get a day-to-day -day benefit, mm. energy, weight loss, um, blood sugar, and all of those things. Yep. So that's where we hear that term, 18-6, isn't it? So it could be, um, you know, it could be something like an 18-6. Yes. Oh, sorry, 16-8, you mean? That's what I mean, 16-8. <laughs> yes, I knew I meant something, 16-8. <laughs> Otherwise, a lot more hours in your day than mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good point so i have longer days i feel like i have 26 hour days so you know you, you could be doing something like a 16 8 yes. or a 14 10 or even you might be doing one meal a day and literally fasting between between your meals cool. still intermittent fasting any of those are great intermittent fasting wonderful yes so that's that's your day-to-day -day. you can do that every single day no problem with that at all and in fact it's fantastic next one would be then to go for like a 24 hour fast you're just pushing it a little bit longer so instead of eating that evening meal you might just go a bit later um, or even a 36 hour fast where you perhaps eat an evening meal go right through the next day skip the you know the, the breakfast lunch and dinner the next day and wait till breakfast mm. on the second day to, yes, to eat after you sleep, yep. so then you've had two sleeps and you know 36 hours you, you're going to get a bit more benefit mm. and then you've got extended fasts so extended fast where you might go four or five days or even longer now the amount of time you fast is totally up to you how hard do you find it what's your goals is your goal a health benefit is it just a bit of maintenance have you got a lot of weight to lose mm. are you battling a disease or an illness you know you've got to pick your your duration nobody can tell you we're yeah. all different yes. um, and we're all at different stages of our life uh, we're all at, you know, for women, you're at different stages of your cycle. All these things need to be factored in. And if you're only starting, I would suggest start slow. Do the intermittent fasting, then try a 24-hour fast, mm. maybe a 36-hour, and then really consider whether you need to go further because you may just get all the benefits you need in 36 hours. Yes. Um, and if, if going beyond that is hard and starts to become difficult, there's probably no, no point going further. But okay. if you want to and you're feeling good, by all means, you know, go for it. There's, there's nothing wrong with doing a longer fast. So that's the type of fast based on duration. That's it. And then there's different types based on what you actually do during the fast. That's it. And there's a lot of conversation around what, what can I eat, what can't I eat, <laughs> what can Isn't I drink, just... what can't I drink. Very, very simple. And again, we're just going to keep it really simple and practical. First type of fast is a dry fast. That means you eat and drink nothing. nothing. We don't recommend it, and we don't recommend it because a lot of people get dehydrated um, and they do suffer with that one. And it's a very extreme type of fast. And generally when you're fasting, your body actually needs to have hydration, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So mm. my preference is a water fast. And a water fast means exactly what it says. You only have water. So you may have perhaps coffee and black tea, 
you know, so no milk or anything added to your coffee, black tea, black coffee. Um, you may even include some bone broth, but, but you might break your fast with bone broth. So be a bit careful. Basically, water, black tea, black coffee is what we call a water fast. Yep. The liquids have got no calories, they've got no carbohydrates, they've got no protein, they've got no fat mm. in them. So there's nothing there apart from calorie-free liquids. Okay, interesting. And the next one is the fat fast. Next one, if, so if you're struggling to, to not eat at all, um, then it might be, or if it's your first fast and you're, you're a bit uncertain, maybe you're a bit nervous, mm. um, you might try a fat fast. And these ones, there's a lot of people recommend and really enjoy fat fasts and get benefit. So this is where you simply have some, not too much, but some fats. So you might have a bulletproof coffee and that's going to contain perhaps an MCT oil and some butter. There's no protein in there. Um, there's no carbohydrate. There's just some really nice fats that are going um, to support you fast. Um, they're not going to break the fast. Mm. Um, you might have perhaps a, a handful of macadamia nuts. Um, so you may have a few items in your fast that are basically fat only. Um, they're not giving you protein. They're not giving you carbs but they'll just help you get through. Yes. So if you're really, really struggling with hunger, you've never done it before, you're trying to break the snacking habit, these might, it might be a good option, this might be a good option. There will be people challenging you. There'll be lots mm. of people out there saying, there fat breaks your fast, it's not a true fast, mm. it's not a proper fast. Again, be ready for it, and if this is your starting point and you're comfortable with it, then don't worry what people say. Mm. You know, especially, like I said, if it's your very first fast, or even if it's not your first fast and you just want to do it because it's comfortable. So you just enjoy it. You will still get benefits from a fat fast. You'll still get into ketosis. You'll still burn the blood sugar, uh, the, you know, the glucose and get your blood sugar down. You'll still help your diabetes or pre-diabetes. You'll still lose weight. Um, you'll still probably get into autophagy. So I've had plenty of fat fasts where I'm well into autophagy mm. and I know I'm getting cellular, <coughs> cellular renewal and I feel great, yeah. but I don't have that you know, significant hunger yeah. or any of the issues. Yep. So fat fasts are great, really, really like those. And then the final one is what we call calorie, calorie restricted eating. So we might have perhaps four or 500 calories compared to a normal day of 1500 or 2000. Yep. And that's the basis of the five and two. So five and two does five normal days yes. and two restricted calorie days. Mm. So all we're doing there is we're basically really limiting the amount of food that we're giving the body. We're, we're doing that in certain ratios. And that was a, a concept that's made popular um, a couple of years ago. So look, if you want to try it, we don't recommend it because we don't think that you get the full benefits of fasting because you're still having protein mm. um, and you're still potentially including some carbohydrates in there. But that said, a lot of people get benefit from, time from the, um, mm. the calorie-restricted eating. So again, if it works for you, I'm not knocking it. It's just not my preference. Mm. So that's the types and the duration. So let's go to your top five tips. And each of these tips can be applied to the different types of fasting. Mm. So they're quite general tips. They are. So the first thing one needs to do, those people tuning in, is select the type of fast. That's it. Select the duration of the fast and then be really comfortable. That's the, that's the fast process you're going to use. And then we can apply these tips. We can. And, and just sorry, just on that. Don't, don't be, you know, an absolute hero on this. No. If it is your first fast or you've done one or two or you haven't done one for a while, yep. you don't have to launch in with a five-day fast. No. Nope. Just because somebody else is, you know, you might be doing, Mike, you might be doing a 48-hour fast. 
and I might say, well, I'm going to do a 24-hour or a 36-hour. Mm. Be confident with that. You don't have to do what everybody else does. What's right for them mm. isn't always right for you. So don't mm. feel under peer pressure to do what everybody else is doing or what the literature says. Make the decision for you based on your needs, your goals, and what you want to achieve. Which is a good segue into your first tip, which is choose the right time yes. to start your fast. What, what do you mean by that? What's the, what's the tip behind that? So on the one hand, there's never a perfect time. <laughs> so don't use this as an excuse. Don't use it to procrastinate. You know, I do believe fasting, like everything else, just start, just do it. Yep. Um, but there are definitely better times. So you want to be a time when you're in control of your food. Mm. You don't want to be away at perhaps somewhere that someone else is cooking for you. So if you're staying at your best friends or you're staying at your grandma's, uh, might not be the best time because you're probably going to have to offend somebody by saying, I'm not going to mm -hmm. eat today. Um, you also want to be in control of your time and what's happening around you and your environment. Yes. So if you have an office with lots of cookies in the office, biscuits in the kitchen, cakes get brought it's gonna in, it's going to be tough. If it's somebody's birthday or it's a morning tea or something like that. So watch out for times when food is going to be offered mm. and you might find it hard to, to resist. Um, if you've got lots of social engagements, again, yep. that may, might make it tricky. Yep. Um, and, you know, if you've got, for example, a really busy weekend or you've got an important meeting. Yes, all those things. You've you don't got an need exam, the extra pressure, do you? You don't need the extra pressure and you don't know how it's going to make you feel. Yes. So unless you're absolutely confident that you're going to be pinging during your fast, I wouldn't do things like exams, public speaking, anything where low blood sugar could cause you a mm, problem. Mm. So find a time when you're likely to be able to have a bit of rest, you know, um, do the things that you want to do. This is a good time for you. You're not going to be cooking. Yep. You're not going to be cleaning up after after the, the food, you know, so you, you, and you're not going to be eating. Mm. Think about how many hours that's going to free up. Absolutely. That's all time you can use for you. Yes. So use it wisely. Choose your time wisely. It's all about wisely. planning, isn't it? All right, second one is around what to eat before and what to eat after the fast, which mm. is kind of important. It is. So I always say to people, don't have a really big meal before you I've fast. I've heard you say that. Why is that important? It makes it quite difficult. You know, if you filled your stomach and then you've got to process all that food, digest all that food, first of all, you're not really getting a good start point for your fast. True because your body's going to take three, four, five hours to do all the digesting. Yes. So then you better add five hours onto your fast <laughs> at the end. You haven't really got to your starting yeah. line. Um, potentially, you know, you may have had a lot of protein or even carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. Your body's going to have to burn through those. Yes. So it's a lot better to perhaps, you know, people think, oh, I better fuel up. Feed up. Feed feast. up, fuel up, feast. I would suggest the opposite is true. And also you're actually sort of expanding your stomach and your stomach's used to quite a lot of big meals. Mm. I would, in the couple of days leading up to your fast, just eat a little bit lighter till you get to the point of the fast and it's going to be easier to transition from small light meals mm. into the fast itself. And you've kind of, it's a bit like doing a bit of pre-work, you know, it's like reading up on the course that you're about to study. Yes. So get your body ready um, and get in the habit of not eating as much or as often. Mm. And then when you come to breaking your fast, a couple of really simple rules, again, don't have an enormous meal. The temptation is that Waiting you're for the finishing line with a feast. Starving, and I, I remember when I was in my teens. You know, way back in my teens, when um, I did a sponsored fast for the first time. Uh, I think I was right. thirteen or fourteen, 
and it was like 24 hours. I'd never gone for 24 hours without being sick. And it was a 24 hour fast, got the sponsorship and it was for a charity. And off I went and it did really good. And it was, it was actually quite easy. And I got to the, I, saw, I fasted from breakfast to breakfast. Mm. And I got to breakfast and it was my favorite meal of the day. And my mum used to cook the most amazing breakfasts. And I remember saying to her, I'm really hungry now and I want extra eggs and extra bacon, extra sausages, did this huge breakfast wow did I feel sick mm. because your stomach's not used to it anymore and it's, it may have only been 24 hours but then putting that amount of food in a big hit into your stomach highly likely you'll vomit yep. and I certainly did vomit so yep. big meals after the fast are not a good idea mm. you're not going to feel good and even if you are super hungry control yourself <laughs> have a small amount of food yes. see how you feel if yes. you feel good you can have a bit more, yeah, um, but fast don't go wild. Break it gently. Bone broth is a great one to break yes. your fast. Um, things like eggs are nice and gentle on the system. So choose something you enjoy. Have a have a small meal, and of course, make it a really nutritious meal. Yes, don't go for junk food. Don't go for junk. Don't be tempted to go back to old habits, especially if you're using fasting to kick the snack habit mm -hmm. and to get into keto. Yep. Go for a really nice nutritious meal that's balanced, mm. fats, protein. And very little carbohydrate. Absolutely. All right, and during the fast, hydration is tip number three. Hydration, hydration, hydration. Now, this doesn't mean drinking lots and lots and lots because you may overhydrate. Mm. So what we're looking to do is we're looking to flush toxins through the body. We're looking to help the body, support the body. And because you're transitioning into ketosis, what is going to happen is all of the excess water that's normally stored in the body with perhaps glycogen is going to be released. Now, that's all great. You just need to support it. So if you're releasing water, yep. you need to replenish. Like I said, don't go wild. And the most important tip I can give you for fasting is add some um, nice salt. So some unrefined salt, pink Himalayan salt, Celtic sea salt, Redmond salt. One of those natural salts that's got all of the mm. um, vitamin, all of the, sorry, not vitamins, minerals in it. Mm. That's going to give you the hydration you need because it's going to replenish your electrolytes like sodium. Mm. It's going to help you maintain water balance, sodium balance, and then sodium will balance potassium. So you'll feel good. You'll get less of those flu-like or fatigue symptoms if you add a bit of electrolyte. Good. All right. So three great tips there. Number four. Uh, you've touched on before is about making sure you keep busy hmm. keep the focus off the food essentially yeah so again especially when it's your first fast and you Absolutely. don't know what to expect mm. um, or if you're a snacker and you're used to you know reaching <laughs> Having something food. in your hand yeah that's it like I mean, a smoker or it's a, a bit it is a bit like a smoker or a drinker they're used to something in the hand and all of a sudden they haven't got in anything in the hand and if you're used to reaching for the the candies or the lollies yes um, or into the biscuit jar you, you kind of you do need to do something with that hand so mm. you've got a couple of things the first one is physical um, you know those little stress balls you know you might you know the little um, spongy ones yes you might grab one of those and just use that just to <laughs> avoid the, the, the you know the hand moving towards the biscuit yes. barrel and yes. just to keep yourself busy um, and then the other one is the mental because if you sit at your desk and you're looking towards the kitchen and thinking, well, normally I'd be having lunch now. Yep. Mm. Normally Absolutely. I'd be having my afternoon tea and a cookie. Yes. Uh, normally I'd be having my dinner. That's the worst thing because you're focusing on it. So what you want to do is find things that you can focus on that are not food related. So mm. um, the book that you've always wanted to read, um, you know, go and sit by the pool in the sun and mm. enjoy, the, you know, enjoy a bit of sun. Go for a walk. Yep. Get out. get out into nature. Get away from the kitchen. Walking's great because on a long walk, even though you're burning through any glucose in your system, 
Um, basically, what's going to happen is you, you will find usually that you'll naturally become less hungry. Mm -hmm. So walking's great. You might go out with a friend, you know, go and meet a friend that you haven't seen for ages. Um, go and do some window shopping or go and buy yourself, you know, a nice treat that's not food related. Mm. You know, you, you want a nice new top, go and buy it. Today's yep. the day. So go and do something for you that basically takes your mind away from the fast. Absolutely. And the last one um, of your top five tips is not what we think about, but it's all about sleep, isn't it? And the importance of sleep to get the benefits of fasting. It is. Mm. And, you know, again, people don't realise this, and we talk a lot about sleep for weight loss. People who don't lose weight, who don't lose fat, are often not sleeping. And it's the same thing with fasting. To get the real benefits, to get deeper into ketosis, to get into that state of autophagy, to get all the therapeutic benefits, mm. your body wants to assimilate all of those gains overnight when it's sleeping. It's in that rest and repair mode. So go to sleep a bit earlier, go to bed earlier, um, give yourself an extra 15 minutes on a morning. Just have a little bit extra rest. I'm not saying sleep all day, um, you might feel the need to rest more, and yes. that's great. But my recommendation is not so much trying, not so much sleeping during the day, but trying to go to bed earlier. So if you mm. normally go to bed at eleven, maybe go to bed at nine thirty or ten on your fasting day. Yep. You you're probably going to feel a bit tired. So yeah, that's okay. Feel tired. Mm. Go to bed. Sleep great. Let your body rest. Let and your body recover. Let your body do its repair work. Yep. You're going to wake up the next morning feeling a million dollars. So five great tips there for those people thinking about fasting. So we've touched on the benefits of fasting, the types of fasting, and then those five tips, which really can be applied to any hmm. type of fasting. And uh, the, the benefits are there, and I think it's exciting for people who are thinking about fasting, because it is, for a lot of people, quite a, uh, quite a big step hmm. to do their first fast. But I think 100%. you've really simplified it and made it very comfortable for people today. Just like we say with everything, keto, sleep, fasting, whatever it is, just keep it simple. Strip hmm. it back to the bare basics. Follow the plan. Follow the plan, trust the process and you will get the results you deserve. And join us again next time on The Peaks Life. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on The Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks day.